You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson. This is MyMac podcast number 242. This week, Sam Levin returns with a new cool Mac picks. Mark Rudd and I are going to review the JBL Onstage 400P. And really cool, we've got a winner for our newer technology, Voyager, from our sponsor, Otherworld Computing. Thanks for downloading the MyMac podcast. Enjoy. And we're going to kick off show 242 with a visit from our longtime contributor. But it's been a while since he's been on the show. His name is Sam Levin, and he does cool Mac picks. Hey, Sam. Hey, how's it going? It's going. It's been a long time since you've been on the show. We thought, man, we got to get Sam back on and do some cool Mac pick stuff. So here you are. I know. I figured, you know, let's talk about some cool stuff. And, you know, it's been a while, but, man, there's so many things to talk about. A lot of stuff out there, Sam. Oh, 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 crazy stuff. So what do you got for us? uh, Where do I begin? Well, let's talk about um, a company that I've been tracking for a while called... Unia. That's U-N-I-E-A. Unia.com. They make a line of cases, slip covers for everything from the MacBook to um, netbooks. And, and, you know, I want to key in on that because the netbook is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And hopefully it will come to Apple one day. I don't know. Um, I heard sales for the netbooks have actually dropped last quarter. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to come back. I think it's going to be pretty big. But anyway, that's my two cents. But, you know, the Unia makes a bunch of different cases. And I wanted to key in on two cases that they had sent me called Omniverse. Just like it's spelled, Omniverse, one word. And what's nice is they're made with a silk and nylon uh, outer shell. Oh, nice. And inside is a um, kind of a, the memory foam. You know that stuff that you press down and it retains some of the... Yeah, like uh, the mattresses that you could jump on one side of the bed and your wine exactly, glass doesn't... Exactly. Yeah. And one of the products, well, they, they both have that. One is called the 10.2-inch universal sleeve. This is perfect for anyone carrying a small netbook or it doesn't matter what it really is, but it's got places on the inside to store your mouse, your power adapter... Um, it comes in black and in red, and they make a smaller version so that you could use for your iPhone, iPod, camera, um, your portable hard drive, and it fits up to a 2.5-inch hard drive, and it's got the same kind of memory foam inside as well. Huh. And I just think they've done a very nice job. The, the bigger version is twenty nine ninety five. And um, I'm not sure what the small one is. Um, obviously, it's a lot less money. But if you just go to unia.com, you'll see it. We'll send. We'll put a link up there for you folks. And they make a slew of other products. Um, one of them is called the U-Leaf, and it's kind of an open sleeve, uh, which is kind of unique. Variety of different colors. It fits the iPod Nano, um, and it's got cable management built into it. So I, I kind of like that. It's got. It's just very very simple. Um, it's not expensive. Their stuff is in the twenty dollar range, and sometimes I just think not not expensive and yet simple is the key. Yeah, I just think they've done a, a, a nice job with their product line, 
and it's I like the feel of it. And um, they even make keyboard covers called the U cover, which is a keyboard protector. Anyway, just check it out at unia.com for all you folks that want a cool, cool case for Mac, PC. It doesn't have to be Mac. Um, so that's our folks from Unia. Um, recently, about two weeks ago, I was sent a flip camera, and everyone knows what the flip camcorder is, right? Oh, yeah. I've got a couple okay. of them. Right. And, you know, flip really invigorated the point-and-shoot camcorder for the rest of us, especially when they built in USB into the, the body of the camera. Well, they came out with their camcorders. They came out with their Mino HD, which is, of course, high def. And now they have the Flip Ultra HD. Now, this is the same resolution as the Mino, which is 720 uh, resolution. But the difference is it now has HDMI built in. So you can use a mini HDMI cable that uh, you have to buy that separately. Uh, So you could plug directly into your HDTV. And now you've got full-on HD capabilities directly into your TV. That's cool. I, you know, the whole thing with me and the and the, my flips is that you know I bring them into the computer, convert them so they right. work good with iTunes, and watch right. them via iTunes, my uh, Apple TV. But right. I can see why some people would want to be able to plug directly into, you know, if you're at someone's house and you just recorded right. something and you want to show it to them, it's right. a lot well, better than trying to, you know, go with the. Uh, RGB plugs. Right. Now, there, there's a little segue here, and we'll get into that in a minute with uh, plugging other devices in, because what happens if you don't have that? Well, you can still plug it in with the normal video cables, which is fine, but you're going to lose your resolution, screen resolution. Now, the Flip Ultra HD comes in two colors, black or white. You can't customize the facade like you can the Mino HD. That's, a, that's kind of a different, but you can replace the battery so that you can you know, carry an extra one, and that is really great if you're on a trip and you don't have a battery source. Um, it gives you 120 minutes of high-def recording. 120 that's minutes. 120 minutes. So that's uh, two hours. Two hours. That's more than enough. Most people don't record that much. No, that means do, it's got at least eight gigs of... of uh storage in it storage built-in storage yeah. memory it it it's nice it records into h.264 which is mpeg4 so when you plug it in you could drag it right into iphoto right into itunes right into imovie there's no problem with the avi issues before it's completely compatible with all your mac software hmm. so i find it really really cool very useful um the screen now is much nicer. It's bigger as far as the screen embedded. Yeah, it needed a bigger screen because I, I tell you, right. we used the uh, Flip Minnow HD just last weekend at Michigan Adventures, kind of a theme park. Right. And I did a, at least a half hour worth of recording, and, and in sunlight, I couldn't see what I was shooting. Right. Well, now it's a two-inch screen. It's got anti-glare LCD. It's that's one of my favorite features, quite frankly, is the screen. I still would like better anti-stabilization or some sort of anti-stabilization with it. That was I my still... second thing, that it, it really yeah. needs some kind of a... I, you do a pan and zoom with those things, and ugh, it's, it's just nauseating to watch because it's just all jerky and well, jiggly you know, all over the screen. 
with iMovie, it's got some of those features that can clean it up. I'm I'm used to the Mino. Um, I'm used to taking video with a flip, and I love it because it's so portable. So that's the beauty about the the Flip Ultra HD. It's simple. It's full HD capability. Now, I think the perfect complement with this is Western Digital's uh, WDTV media player. Now, Western Digital has had this for the last, I don't know, six months. It's kind of the sleeper product. This allows you to plug a box into your TV using either HDMI or composite. Uh, is it composite, the red, white, and yellow, or is that component? That's component. Component, excuse me. It's component video. comes with the component cables, but what's beautiful is this HD, uh, excuse me, WDTV it's called, media player, will play almost any file format, including a flip. So it's got two USB ports built in, optical out, uh, component, and HDMI. So you plug this into your TV. If you, t- if you got your flip, you plug your flip in, and you can watch your movies, and it comes with the remote. It's, you can buy it for 99 bucks. I think it's $129.95 retail. But for traveling, i got to tell you that WDTV is absolutely fantastic. And how much storage travel. space is on there? It's, there is no storage. The point, Tim, is that a lot of us have storage already. We have you know, drives such as the My right. Pass from Western Digital or any other drive that's USB. Uh, even plugs into your thumb drives. You know, Kingston, SanDisk, a whole raft of companies make those. Or your flip camera. And being that it also uh, streams to 1080p. It will display 1080p. That's what it does. So it's got a decoder built in. Um, or a, um, uh, yeah, I guess so. You An call encoder and a decoder. Because if encoder. I send a 720p signal to it, it has to upconvert to 1080p. Well, I don't. I'm not sure that it upconverts, Tim. This display is 1080. If your if your file is 1080, it's not going to. I don't. I'm pretty sure it doesn't upconvert. So this it supports it 720p supports and probably like, 480i. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. It's a, but the beauty of the WDTV is it supports multiple file formats. So iTunes. M4V, as long as it's not protected, um, MPEG4, WMV, .move, .mov, all those different file formats, video, digital stills, music. So you could have this in one side of your house or in a room, and it's your complete personal entertainment system. Um, how I, do, how I does just, it send to the television? You have... You have uh, well. You have to have it connected to the TV first right. of all. It's got to be connected either with component or with HDMI. But I don't have to run a cable to this thing. You have to have a cable from the WDTV to your TV. No, no, no. Or, I know that, but uh, it, let's say I want to put it in the kitchen and watch it on the flat panel out there, and I want to watch something that's on my Mac. It will send it wirelessly to it. No, 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 no. This doesn't have that capability. This is this is you have to, it's it's your media hub. Oh, okay, so I would plug my media into it. Say uh, I put a couple things on an external hard drive, a little portable one. Right. I could plug it into that, and then it right. would play on the TV. Exactly. And I, I gotcha. Recommend, what I recommend is 
not using a flash drive because the read-write access is not fast enough. So use a My Passport, one of the small drives that they make. Plug, plug it in, and away you go. It comes with a little stand. It comes with a really nice remote. It's very, very simple. Uh, it shows you little thumbnails. So when of, you plug it in and I turn it on and I want to watch what's on my hard drive, what do I see on my screen? You're going to see, well, it depends. If you say select all video, you'll see little thumbnails of your videos, or you can ver- uh, view list mode, or there is a search function. Oh, so if you've got just a ton of stuff on there. You don't have to sit there and flip, 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 flip. You right. can just do you a quick search. You don't, you don't have to. You can do a search. Um, I, I just I love the fact that it's truly portable. You still have to plug it into AC, but the whole thing will fit in a very small pouch. I carry it with me when I travel. Um, I mean, how many times do you go somewhere and someone has they, or they don't have the, a DVD player or you've got some sort of file and they can't play it you don't have to worry about a computer it completely circumvents all that you don't have to worry about a specific um cpu or anything like that it sounds interesting um does it remember playback position or is that in the future so if i start watching a movie i turn it off i unplug it i go to a hotel room plug it in it doesn't remember no No, it it won't it won't do that will it allow me to skip ahead yeah, you can you can there's there's a scan function okay. uh, with multiple types of scans, uh, scan rates that is of how fast you can uh, fast forward. Yes, you can do that, um, and um, I think they've done a very nice job uh, on this player. It's it's simply there's other players on the market, okay, but nothing that's first of all nothing that's 1080, that's one, and second nothing that plays all these different file formats. If you go to WDC, that's Western Digital Corporation dot com, look for media player. It'll show a little tab there and look for the WDHD uh, media player, WDTV HD media player, and it will give you all the specs on what it supports. Um, I'm just I'm blown away by it. I have about two, three hundred movies on a hard drive. I've got ton of music i took my i took some of my itunes and dumped it into the hard drive and it will find it huh it sounds interesting you don't have to do anything special it finds your music it finds your photos it finds your movies um and it puts them all in the the you know order that's needed to watch it to view it Hmm. um i just think it's great so that's from western digital called the wdhd uh tv media player i might have to check that out sam i you know i've got so much media and it would really be nice to be able to take it with me without having to load the laptop every time especially to my parents house i I think they said they that they're gonna send one to you i said look tim's got to try this out i got as well they've they've (laughs) got we'll get into it later which is a world edition which is basically a terabyte drive it's a it's with networking capabilities so you can access your data anywhere in the world so we'll talk about that in the next couple weeks sounds good well i appreciate you coming on the my mac podcast again sam it's been way too long since we've had you we have to have you on again soon that's fine i can't wait thanks a lot folks talk to you later sam bye-bye
And we're back. I want to thank Sam Levin for coming on after such a long uh, absence and doing another cool Mac pick. Sounds like some really cool products. But I'm joined by David Cohn from the UK. Hello, David. Good evening. You missed the last couple of shows, and it's good to have you back. Thank you very much. We also pleasure have, to be here. You know, it's our pleasure, man. It's, it's all my pleasure. <laughs> Guy Searle. Yeah, otherwise you had to talk to me all the time. I tell you. I can only take that so much, you know. Right. After a while, it's like, oh, jeez, not not Guy Searle again. Well, even, you know, I sit there and I shave in the morning, and I just look at my face and go, will you just please shut up? Will you stop talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> we also it's have, all in my head. We also have Mark Rudd. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey, everybody. So we Glad have, to be back. The big MyMac podcast staff with us, and um, we've got two really important things that we have to do here on the show. We're going to kick off uh, this segment. We're talking about a little bit about the news, and then we're going to do our contest winner. Remember, we are doing the uh, newer technologies Voyager. We have a contest. Actually, I haven't picked the winner yet. I have to randomly select one here in a minute, but I'll do that on a break and come back, and we'll actually try to call. The winner. When I say we, I mean me, because I can't call out to a phone number and still have the three of them on Skype. So that that kind of blows. And then uh, for the last segment, Mark and I are going to do a review of the JBL OnStage 400P. You ready for that one, Mark? We were going to do that last week, but you you had a fire. I had a fire. I had to put out fires. You had to put out fires. (laughs) Yeah, like that's our fault, Mark. Yeah, that's right. I think I think uh, Guy did it on purpose. Well, he wanted to he wanted to get you off the show last week. He wanted to hear right. about Batman Lego. It's all a conspiracy. Lego Batman, I should say, not Batman <laughs> Lego. And you know, I listened to that show back uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I thought I kind of want to go play Lego Batman again after listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, here's the thing: I said, uh, you know, while we were doing that podcast, that I also had had on both the Mac version, which I gave to you, but I also have it on the PS3, the Indiana Jones Lego. Right. And that I really just didn't get into it too much. I like the Star Wars and the Batman better. Guess what I've been playing for the last week? Indiana Lego Batman. Yeah, Lego Indiana Jones. My wife is just hooked on the game. Just like she was yeah. Star Wars, or uh, uh, Batman. So, I, I don't know, Guy, you might have to break that out and actually do a review or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually now finally have it. On my uh, my laptop's hard drive, but I've still yet to get a chance to play it. I'll probably get to it a little bit this weekend because I've got a long trip coming up. Well, remember, use your uh, Xbox controller because it works really well with that. Right. So we do have a little bit of news, and I, I want to start off with the, the Palm Pre. And the news coming out today is that the Palm Pre yeah. syncs with iTunes. Yeah. Huh. Except, you know, none of the apps, of course, from the apps. Well, of course, and none of your copy-protected music will work either. But this is a cell phone that's going to sync with your media on your iTunes. Now, I'm wondering, will it sync the the actual playlists? Um, Will it send information back? So you can't rate anything. Uh, Who knows if it remembers to the last song played any of that information. But just the fact that it syncs with it, I think that's huge, Mark, don't you? Well, it's huge right now, but, of course, once it is uh, brought out to the marketplace and Apple gets a chance uh, to look at it, I would imagine there will be an iTunes update upcoming that will break that. uh, 8.1.2. Yeah. Yeah, Because they've been, you know, that's proprietary, and that's something that Apple's, uh, as Tim Cook has said, they'll defend it. All the way to the end, so I, I wouldn't expect that uh, the pre-owners 
would move into that with the idea that that's going to continue to be available to them. And, and if they if they do that, then they're kind of proceeding uh, with some misinformation. What do you think, Mark or uh, David? I I I'm wondering exactly as you're saying, Tim, exactly how how tight that integration is. I mean, if the if the if the Palm Pre is effectively running, you know, like an iTunes streaming server, so that it can pull stuff. Over that way, my then, understanding then is built in. It's some kind of a hardware that's actually built into the Palm Pre. Yeah, but but whatever um, whatever the API they're using, it's not going to be as tight as Apple's API. And oh, I suspect, no. as you say, you're probably going to struggle once you start getting into the uh, into the playlist ratings, even maybe even the metadata. And um, you know, to me, all of the you to, to to tick a box and say you've got this functionality is fine me i always want to see what the real details of it is and see exactly. you know see whether whether actually it is the full re, full rich experience or whether you know it's some some kind of cludge yeah. um so i'd be really interested to see particularly you know particularly as well uh, video um you know if the video goes over does it play as well as as it would do on no, an video iphone won't, video won't go over because that's all copy protected and, and not necessarily well no no you could have ripped your own video and, Absolutely. And, uh, well, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and like I was talking yeah. to Sam about earlier with the, like the flip minnow, you know, I do a lot of recording on that stuff and I keep a lot of those videos on my iPhone yeah. to show family and friends. So, and that's obviously not copy protected. So will that well, sink over as well? Anything you purchase in the iTunes store probably. Right. And that's not a whole lot to be quite honest. Yeah. I, I don't like the restrictions of those video files in iTunes um, because unlike, we lost Guy Searle by the way, unlike anything that I rip myself, there is copy protection on those videos, both the television exactly. and the movies. And while the mu- the uh, music is moving away from DRM stuff, the videos is not moving away from DRM stuff, Guy Searle. Yeah, I don't know what just happened there. You guys lost me for Yeah, a I brought you back in. Yeah, I rescued thanks. you. Yeah, if anybody needs rescuing, that would be Well, I, b- I borrowed Mark's firefighting outfit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, uh, I, I, you know... I would have to, if I had to take a guess, I'd say that the pre will probably uh, have the regular iTunes playlists, but I'm guessing that the smart playlists that kind of dig a little bit deeper into it aren't going to be available. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking as well. But, I, you know, David, a lot of the people that's working on and created the pre are ex-Apple people. Yeah, and, and I, I think we will, you know, this is... This is probably going to be the iPhone's most credible competitor so far. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think most most people who've been following the development of the pre recognize that. Yep. Um, you know, and, and competition is good. And I don't. Oh, I, I hope know. it succeeds. I, you know, yeah. I hope every couple months that we're hearing the Palm Pre takes the lead and then the iPhone takes the lead and then yeah. the pre again. Because Apple needs that. Not that, you know. That the I, iPhone I, is the end-all to be-all of smartphones. Well, not only that, but let's be honest, it, it's a pretty darn good smartphone as it is right now. But well, there's always room soon. for an improvement. And yes. yeah. without competition, I don't want to see Apple resting on their laurels. But they no. didn't really do that with the with the uh, iPod. I mean, they kept innovating with the iPod. Yeah. But, but I mean, I think we all appreciate that the currently smartphone market is big enough for, you know, several several more players, particularly as one of the bigger players in the smartphone market with the, uh, the Microsoft Windows mobile platform is pretty moribund and horrible. So there, there is, this, the, you know, the, the, the pre, 
the pre-wheel drive competition, it will drive improvements. Uh, they'll bounce off each other, but there's room in the market for both of them to coexist without you know either one vanquishing the other. So um, you know, uh, good luck to them. I, I hope they have a good yeah. launch. Well, I mean, I, as, I, as well as the Android as well. Yeah, I don't know. The yeah, Android's the, been out for a while, and it's not making a splash at all. Even well, that, that, that could be five. Is it isn't either. Well, I was going to say that that could very well be because of the hardware that the the one I unit think that's they have exactly available right. there. But, I think uh, yeah. that but, because Android is going to be more of an uh, of an open system as compared to either the Palm Pre or the iPhone. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing reports that there could be up to twenty different phones very very soon. But I think that's actually its shortcoming, not its strength. Yeah. Because it's it becomes you know it's the same it problem you have like Windows Mobile yes yeah exactly it's the same problem you have with with the Microsoft products it's you know you you you're bewildered by choice and it's like you know which one do I buy which is the right one for me uh, and there's too many people who've gone out and bought you know um, bought what they what what's the special deal or what the salesman wanted to to throw out that week or um, you know something like that, that. And, and, yeah and they've and they've ended up getting something that doesn't do the job for them it's a, it's a lot easier to choose if you've got a more limited range well you know the, the smart well the cell phone market itself not just smartphones is a very strange market for instance last night uh, we took our um, soon to be high schooler our junior high child out to buy a new cell phone because hers literally was falling apart I had to find a clear case for it about six months ago just to snap on the back of it to keep the battery <laughs> compartment closed. It's ugh. But it was a cheap flip phone. But she got it at the same time as my wife's, and my wife's looks pristine, and hers look like crap. Go figure. Yeah. But she's done really good in school this year. Uh, she helps out a lot through around the house. She watches the kids when I need her to. Uh, I mean, when you got a one-and-a-half-year-old, David, you know, and, and both of you guys, actually, all three of you guys, um, if you have to go to the bathroom real quick, you can't always take the kid with you. So no. if you have a 13-year-old in the house, it's great that you know she could come down and watch the little one while you run into the bathroom for five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So she's done a really great job around the house and at school. Um, just couldn't be happier with her. And, and you've actually met her, Guy. Brittany. Yeah. And uh, we decided to get her a new phone. She got, you know what, I can't even tell you what it is now. But it's some off-brand I've never heard of. It flips up, and then it flips to the side as well to reveal a whole keyboard. And that's what she wanted. Um, I actually kind of said, you know, maybe an iPhone. And she's like, oh, I don't like the iPhone. (laughs) And she wanted this one because all her friends had one that flips down, so it reveals a full keyboard. Well, this one also flips down and up to reveal a numeric keypad. And uh, it was like 130 bucks, and then we get a $70 mail-in rebate, and you know, so it's like a $50 phone or something like that. But the stuff that she looks in at a phone is not the same thing that we look at with phones. You know, it, this thing doesn't do anything, and the operating system is just as cruddy and crappy as the one that I had, you know, eight years ago. I mean, it's just it's kludge. The web browser is a joke. Um, I can actually type faster on my iPhone for SMM, S, what is it, Tech, well, texting, than she can with her whole keyboard. It's just, you know, what you get used to. But it, it's a piece of junk, and it costs $140. Mm-hmm. For $199, you can actually get an iPhone. Yeah. You see what I mean? That, that's two different markets. She's looking at, you know, physical appearance, and her friends all have something like that, but this one's like a next step up. That's why she wanted it. Although I think her friends probably would have been more impressed with an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, just, but it's a, it's a weird market. 
just kind of uh, putting putting a cap on this whole thing about the pre. If, if I was heading up or a part of the marketing team that was getting ready to debut their their world world beater, I would I would want it to be known that uh, there was iTunes compatibility because at the end of the day, that's really one of the things that separates the iPhone from everything else. Yep. is its ability to sync and and uh, have a seamless integration with the iTunes software. So. You know that that little sizzle right there. Even if Apple breaks it on the first update that they do to the iTunes Music Store or App Store, yeah. whichever way you want to go with it, you know that that's a lot of sizzle. I think that'll bring a lot of people over for that alone. Uh, to wrap up the segment on um, the mobile pre, I think its biggest handicap is going to be that it's Sprint only. And I think that's a huge, huge problem. They should, probably should have gone with Verizon, but. That's neither here nor there. Uh, last story I want to cover before I move to the next segment, which is calling our winner of the contest. And this is something for Guy Searle, your yes. favorite company in the world, file bankruptcy. Yo, yes. Oh, I was heartbroken. Well, you know, I, I, I could just imagine the tears that you were shedding. It, it, I, I was inconsolable. No doubt Shrunk about it. Sistar, Sistar has declared bankruptcy. Who didn't see this coming? Hmm. They got their pantsuit off of them by Apple. Of course, it hasn't gone to court yet, but, you know, <laughs> Apple well, wants yeah, to get all, rid of all them. The, they, I mean, all the, 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 God, I can't even say it. Preliminary. Pre, thank you. Pre- preliminaries have been going back and forth, and they decided rather than disclose, you know, their, their finances, that they were just going to declare bankruptcy and go away. So all those people, you know, however many there were that bought Psystar computers, I hope you also did not buy the uh, warranty. The, the warranty, <laughs> yeah. because now it's worth. Let me think about this for a second. Bumpkiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Un- unlike GM or Chrysler, the U.S. government is not going to cover your warranty for your Psystar <laughs> Mac clone. For not going to happen. Not happening. Yeah. No bailout. Any- did anybody not see this coming? The day that they announced that they had Mac clones. Uh, yeah. I, it was, I think it was really just a question of of how far the train wreck was going to go yeah. before it finally stopped. Well, next week's show, we're going to uh, revisit the Mac clones. I don't want to give any more details because it hasn't been announced yeah. publicly yet. But it's called uh, a teaser. It's, it's a we're teaser. Teasing. We're teasing yeah. for next week. You're definitely going to want to listen to show 243, Absolutely. which, I'll be quite honest, we're recording after we get done recording show 242 this week because yeah. we have this interview, and we can't have it live until next week. And I think it's going to be illuminating and entertaining. Yeah, and by this time yes. next week, you, everyone will know pretty much what this is all about. Yep. At yeah. least all the Mac fans will. Yes. The, un- the only thing I would say... Uh, you know, in, in summary about about the whole size style debacle is, in in my view, you can tell what a company's like by the way they deal with their customers. And you know, size style always were, uh, you know, a, a little bit less than straightforward about who they were and 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 what they were doing and what their plans were, and, and where um, they were. You know, and and they sure didn't. They I, I don't think they. I don't think they ever really reassured the market that that this was a long game. That was something they were really committed to. Yeah. I think it was more of you know. It, it always came across as you know. Let's let's do what we can while we think we can get away with it. Um, right. And the whole the whole legal case was you know always always appeared very much to be about you know let's get some sort of settlement out of somebody. Um, get in and get so, out. 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what the market does in response now, now that they've gone away. Well, we're going to wrap well, this segment, and we're going to uh, take a quick break. I need to pick a winner for our newer tech Voyager from Otherworld Computing, our sponsor for the show. Um, it's a very cool product. I can't wait to find out who's going to get it and give them a call on the phone. So, guys, hang tight. I will come back with you guys and do the review of the JBL Onstage 400P with Mark Rudd. Uh, David and Guy, you can ask those questions. We'll answer them all. Complete disclosure. <laughs> right. But in the mean- facsimile there, Ant. That's there you go. Yeah. But in the meantime, I will, uh, I'm going to pause the show, pause the recording, call the winner, and see what we can do. All right. We're going to uh, pick our winner now and uh, randomly select it using the little Apple script that I have. And Randy Cowling from Oklahoma. So we're going to uh, call Randy now. Yes, hello. Hi, Randy. Hey. Hi, this is Tim Robertson from MyMac. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. You entered a contest for the MyMac podcast last week, and uh, I randomly selected the winner with our little Apple script, and guess whose name came up? Guy Searle. <laughs> you got to be kidding. No, Guy Searle's name came <laughs> up. And since, since he can't win... I had to do it again. This time, your name came up. So, <laughs> well, that's great. So that's you, fantastic. You are the winner of our uh, uh, sponsor's product. It's the Voyager from Newer Technology, Other World Computing. It's a really cool product. Is it something that you could take advantage of? I think so. I, I think I can. It's uh, let let you plug in kind of these naked hard drives into this device and it mounts right on your desktop. It's really cool. I checked it out at the MacWorld Expo, and it was one of the rare products this year that I saw that I was like. That's pretty innovative and cool. So, I mean... Well, I know, I think I heard you talking about it on the last podcast, uh, how you could uh, transfer uh, some of the stuff from an old uh, a Mac into a new Mac. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, that's I, to me, that's a big deal. Um, when you got an older Mac sitting there, how do you get the information off of it? This is going to take care of that for you. That's great. And you, I think you also talked about the fact that you could use it for uh, to just... Uh, archive something, set something aside that you wanted to keep for a long time. Well, you know, hard drives are so cheap nowadays, it's, I can't see buying blank DVDs anymore. Number one, they take up way too much space. They only hold, you know, less than five gigs. Why not spend, you know, a hundred bucks and get a terabyte hard drive? You don't have to have it plugged into your computer the whole time. Just pop it in when you need to back something up and unplug it, and it's, you know, taken care of. Well, I do a lot of photography as well, and it would be great to consolidate a lot of photographs onto onto a, a, a dedicated hard drive just for that. So I saw in your uh, submission to the contest, you said um, that you have to check out Lego Batman. Have you checked that out yet? I haven't haven't had a chance to check that out. I, I know that my uh, youngest stepson, uh, Eli, would uh, would love to, to play that. How uh, old? He, he, uh, he, he's only eight. Oh, but, he's going to uh, love it. And his brother is... His brother's 11, but I know he's, he's more into uh, all of the Lego-type games. Yeah, my daughter, my youngest daughter, five years old, she loves it. She asks to play it all the time. And obviously, I don't always want to sit there in the living room watching her play it. So with it on the Mac, you know, I just fire it up for her. She sits down, plays it for 10, 15 minutes, gets bored, goes play something else, comes back to the video game, plays it. It's great. I mean, it's kind of like a babysitter sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but for my sanity, it works. But it's a good, it's a family family game as opposed to some of the uh, the more uh, violent games. Oh, as well. absolutely. So, how long have you been a Mac user? Uh, I, it's 
probably since uh, 83 or so. I, I was in graduate school and bought my first uh, Apple IIc and actually used the Apple IIc to write, I think, my uh, research and analysis paper I hear that uh, in a grad lot. school. I hear and, that a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then eventually I went over to some PCs because of the work that I was in and then eventually came back to Mac. So when you came back, was it still the the old classic Mac, or did you come back when OS X? No, was I, actually, it was uh, I, it was one of those uh, the, the uh, I can't remember which one it was, but it was a, a the blue all in one Mac iMac. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, had that, and then we actually then I moved to a G four because uh, uh, I was doing some publishing, and we went to to a little bit more power and speed. What do you got uh, now? Since then, I've had a uh, well, I used a G5, but now I've got uh, got a, a big, uh, a really nice iMac uh, uh, at the office, and then I have a, a MacBook Pro, the 15-inch all-in-one. Uh, I really like that, though. Yeah, the, the MacBook Pros are. Is it a newer model or is it last year's? Yeah, it's 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 no, it's the it's the newer model. Yeah, I had one for all of a week. I never opened the box, and I traded it for the uh, 42-inch Sony flat screen. And uh, I kind of regretted uh, it, but I needed a new TV, so what the heck. But yeah. I really want well, I one of the have, ones. I still have a, a tw- one of the 12-inch uh, uh, PowerBook uh, G4s, and uh, my wife's going to, to take that, uh, get that all cleaned up for her when I went to the MacBook Pro. So A lot of people like those 12-inch PowerBooks. I mean, they, they seem really popular. My wife wanted one until she got her, her uh, MacBook. She really likes the MacBook. Yeah, but they're good yeah. machines. I just wanted to make sure I had enough power. Yeah, I just wanted. To, I like the MacBook Pro. It's, it's, it fits my needs. Yeah. So, what do you do with, mostly with your Mac? You said photography. Well, I do a lot of photography, but I I use it for all kinds of things. Uh, just you know, I, I don't have a uh, anything specific, but I, I just you know, use it for internet and email and 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 it just it's in calendaring and it's just 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 kind of like the old. Uh, Style effects or or day runner, you know, type player. It's just with you all the time. So you got an eight and eleven year old. They probably like to watch a lot of movies. They do. Have they you do. thought? Have you thought about the Apple TV? No, I haven't. Haven't ever thought about that. It's a uh, man. I tell you, it's changed a lot of stuff for me because when the kids wanted to watch something, it was go hunt for the DVD, and hopefully it wasn't one that they watched recently and never put back in the case. And who knows where it is now? You know, with the Apple right, TV. Right. It's just everything's right there at my fingertips. I just, you know, I ripped all my DVDs into the until iTunes, and man, it just works great. With kids, I always suggest the, the uh, Apple that, TV. Yeah. It's not that expensive I think either. That's I yeah, I hadn't really even looked at it. What, what, what does it run? Uh, I think it's two ninety nine, but I've been seeing them on sale lately a lot, um, like the two fifty range. In fact, somebody had reconditioned mm-hmm. ones for I believe one ninety nine, and. Uh, I, I couldn't be happier with my Apple TV. I really, really dig it. It's one of those things that well, you don't know you you're going to like it. until you have it. Well, I've heard you talk about it uh, on the podcast, and uh, you know, I've just never really looked into it. I hear you. Well, Randy, I want to congratulate you again. I need to uh, jump back to the guys and wrap up show uh, 242, but uh, obviously I'm recording this conversation, so you'll be on show 242. <laughs> okay. Sounds Appreciate good. And I'll... And I'll listen to the iPod, uh, the podcast here in the next day, whenever you get it posted. Uh, it'll be up later tonight. And uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for entering the contest, man. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Take care. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye-bye.
And we're back with Mark Rudd and David Cohen. And, Mark, we're going to be re- reviewing a, uh, I think it's a really nice speaker system for the iPhone, iPod Touch, uh, regular iPod, anything that has a dock on it, basically. And exactly. actually, it, because it has a line in port as well, you can play anything on this, although it's, you know, what's the point? <laughs> this exactly. is made for the iPod and the iPhone. Exactly. And it is the OnStage 400P from JBL. Costs 250 bucks. And it's an all-in-one unit. Comes with a remote control. And what was your impressions, Mark? Did, did you like it? Did you a little disappointed? Well, I, uh, I've used a few of these uh, units that... Uh, display the works with iPhone, works with iPod labels, which which uh, means that there's a couple of things that they include in to the technology in order to kind of streamline that and improve that. And so I'll just kind of give you my, my overview. One of the things I was really impressed with was the universal dock solution that they are utilizing. Now, it comes with all the adapters to be able to plug in everything from your uh, second-generation iPhone on down to your various types of iPods and iPod Touch. Um, and, and the integration there was really nice, and the fit was when you when you dock your unit in there, particularly the iPhone, it was nice and firm and tight, which I like that, so it doesn't jiggle around at all. I thought the the audio quality was great. Um, it it obviously is tuned slightly biased towards the uh, low end or the bass, which is good. I I like to listen to rock a lot, so I was kind of surprised with the bass. I mean, uh, you know, like you, I've listened to a lot of these iPhone and iPod speaker systems, and the bass usually sucks on most of them. Oh, absolutely. And this, this one, one had great wow. bass all the way up to the top. You absolutely. Know? I mean, it, and here's the other thing. It, it just sounds good. I mean, it yeah. has uh, a presence. I, I would say a soundstage, but <laughs> that's the name of the product. But yeah. it, it really does have a, a, a stage presence when you're listening to the music. It feels live. It With feels, a lot of- yeah. A lot of these units, when you when you crank them up to the high end of the volume, you know the, the bass starts to crap crap out you know, on the speakers. But the fidelity of this unit, even all the way up to the top, I I remember raising it up as I was testing it out, and you know my wife came running. What are you doing in here? You know it was kind of shaking the wall a little bit, which yeah. was pretty impressive for the size of it. You know, I, you, you're, I I'll be honest, I did not think that this thing was going to get as loud and and keep its clarity of sound as such exactly. a high volume. No, and agree. I'm very specific. When it comes to speaker systems, I'm very critical. It, it really has to sound good to impress me. And for 250 yeah. bucks, i got to say, I'm really impressed with this. Now, the remote so, control. Go ahead, David. I was going to say, so, um, I mean, it doesn't have any problem filling it, even quite a large room no, with sound. Not at all. I mean, and, it, and it's because of the shape of the, the the unit itself you can't necessarily especially the farther you get away from it you can't really pinpoint exactly where the music's coming from whereas with really cheap speaker systems it's coming from right there and you can point to it because the sound is coming from one area this really yeah. seems to disperse the sound away from it quickly yeah, and it's really it sounds it's really omnidirectional good. you know it kind of it throws it out and then i think it's got a uh, a bit, you know, the 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 bass is kind of firing in another direction that gives you that rumble as well. I, I believe I, it's I, a down firing bass, yeah, but I, I without taking I it apart, it I couldn't well. tell you. But the but bass the, uh, is good. I mean, it, it's there. Kind of going through a little bit of the options that are there. It comes with the remote control, which is really well integrated. Um, using it with the various iPods, it, it allows you, which is one of the things that some of the other units don't quite have this level of integration. As you uh, as you use the remote on it, it allows you to move through the menu systems of your iPod, and, and particularly with the iPhone, of the iPod module within the iPhone, which I was kind of impressed with. 
Um, now, the sticker that they put on it, which which uh, identifies it as a works with iPhone uh, model, one of the things that I pay close attention to is how does it work with the incoming calls and, and the other functionality of the iPhone. So I tested that out pretty thoroughly, and one one issue that it has is when you when I would dock my iPhone there and then test it by sending a call to it, when it would receive a call, normally what's supposed to happen is it lowers, uh, seamlessly lowers the music, then allows the call to come through. Well, what I noticed was that it, it would it would broadcast a little uh, static or noise out of the speakers, which if you had it loud uh, was quite uh, irritating. And then, of course, as the music went down, then it was okay. But but that seemed to be consistent through that. So that's kind of, a in my mind, a little mark against it in terms of because it does specifically say on it that it's part of the works with iPhone product line. So, um, you know, that that's the one little mark. But everything else in terms of the audio fidelity, I was really impressed with it. One of the things that I liked about it at first and then I found out that I didn't like so much is, as far as controls go, there's only two controls on the unit itself, a volume up and a volume down button. That's right. it. So if you want to you know, change whatever playing and that sort of thing, you either have to use the remote or you have to go up to the iPod itself. Right. Um, with my iPhone, of course, it goes to sleep. I have the screen go to sleep, and it's still playing, so I would literally have to wake up the phone to change anything. I didn't quite like that. Um, I, I would like to have very simple, you know, pause, next, those type of buttons on the units itself because there's no way to, to connect the remote control to this. The remote control can get lost very easily. I didn't like that. I've seen competing products where the remote control will actually uh, magnetize to the back of the unit. So, you, right. you know, if you're not going to use it, there's a remote. It just sticks right to it. I really like that feature in other products. This one doesn't have it. Um, I, at least they could have given me a little slot at the top of this to put my remote control in. But it doesn't and give just, you just any those, of that. Just those simple controls, plus the on-off switch being around back. It's kind of a pain. Where, yeah, where you put it is going to you know, depend on how easily you can get to that on-off switch. I, I would have liked to have seen that maybe down around the bottom or somewhere on the top or something. Where One of my issues uh, also is quite often when I was playing, when I you know went in and, and set my iPhone on top of it and hit play, it wouldn't play even though the unit was on. I would literally have to turn it off and turn it on and then it would work. But if it was already on and I stuck my iPhone on it, it wouldn't always work. And that I was see. kind of a issue. But other than that, i got to give this thing a solid 4.5 out of 5. I mean, the sound quality is just fabulous. I've heard other speaker systems for the iPhone and the iPod Touch and the regular iPod that cost twice as much and didn't have that much better sound quality than, than the JBL on stage. I mean, it sounds really, really good. Yeah, I, I really... I really like the sound quality. I'm I'm going to knock it from a, a four and a half to a four out of five, um, only because of the the glitches within the software or the hardware that it has working with the iPhone, and then having the label works with iPhone on there. But uh, if you just if I just was going to grade it on its audio quality, I would give it a five out of five. But I've got to detract a little bit because of those problems. What were you going to ask, okay. David? Uh, no, I was just going to say, I've just had a look on that Amazon, and actually you can pick these up for uh, a little over $100, um, which, uh, you know, for, for the sort of quality you're, you're, you're talking about, is uh, sounds like it's quite a steal. It is, and yeah, it's got it's a, a small footprint. It's not huge. It's, a, it's slightly bigger than an American football, cut in half. Yeah. Um, it's just, right. It sounds really, really good. I, I'm really impressed. 
and I've listened to some of the other, the earlier on-stage uh, products, and and they never did impress me with the audio quality. They had some some ease of use, things of that nature. Yep, I agree. This is the first. This is the first one that really um, changes the game in terms of the audio quality. Yeah, the the audio quality knocked my socks off, and that's not easy to do. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to compare it with you know a, a five thousand dollar home audio system, right? But it sounds better than the speakers I've got hooked up to my Macintosh, and that's saying yeah. something. Yeah, it, they, it, definitely it's a nice brought, unit. they definitely raised the bar for their product. So you know, good job JBL. Good job JBL. So with that, we're going to wrap up this podcast. I want to thank Guy Sura earlier for coming on, as well as Sam Levin. Uh, Mark Rudd, thank you for being on the show this week. Appreciate it. Great to be here. Glad that you uh, like the JBL. Unfortunately, we have to send these back, but, you know, right. <laughs> I might forget for an extra couple weeks. Maybe they'll forget, and then I can keep it because I really don't want to send it back. I like it too much. You I'll, I'll send know. them some of the cheaper ones that I don't like and go, oh, that was the wrong one? I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. David Cohen, appreciate you being on the show this week. That, that's fine. You, you weren't here a whole lot this week, but it was a, it was a busy show. You'll be here a lot next yeah. week, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, for David, Mark, Sam, and Guy, I'm Tim Robertson, and we're out of here. We'll see you next week. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac.com podcast.